Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. My name is Drew and as per the usual order of events, I'm joined by my good pal, Kirks. Hi Andrew. How are you, Kirks? I'm good, Andrew. Good. Pleasure pleasure to be here in my own home talking to you. But uh, before we get stuck into FPL, remember FPL, we have a mini confession to make, I feel. (laughs) Uh, we actually met up in your own home last week, recorded a one-hour, 40-minute podcast that will never see the light of day. What are your thoughts on that? It's probably best. I can't remember what we actually recorded and what was off air, but it was disastrous. It was very funny, but uh, very funny to us listening back who know each other. And Maybe it should be like, can you cut like out like a sample of it or something at the end? Just like a bad example of why it's not been aired yeah like it didn't meet quality control and like people <laughs> probably listen to other pods of ours and go well if these ones do make it how bad could that one possibly have been do you like the sound of two grown men eating maltesers for 20 minutes <laughs> and shouting at each other but uh i enjoyed it I, I listened to about half an hour of it and uh within three minutes of listening to it i, I had a good idea that we weren't going to release it and it's not like kind of uptight or anything we release all sorts of rubbish on this pod but it was just i wasn't sure about the flow it's quite slow i don't think we know what you're talking about i think it, part of it was it, it wasn't just to do with the extra eight percent beers we were just so far away from the next fpl game week it was hard to really care yeah just giving out a lot really and then eating sweets whereas now it's tuesday the 13th of october we're a few days away from the deadline of i believe it's game week five so Hopefully we're a little bit more into it and I haven't deleted that episode. Like you said, maybe I'll chop it up and release it in bits here and there. Just put one example at the end of this to show why people don't want to listen to it. Or Kirks, can you imagine if we ever become like the next Ant and Deck, like Kirks and Andy, I'm Kirks and Drew. Deck, am I? <laughs> and uh, I don't know which one is which. And we're like hosting Ireland's version of Britain Got Talent. And you know that'll just pop up on a funny little compilation show of look where how far these lads have come and then it'll be us eating Maltesers. I think you forget what age we are. <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot of talent in Ireland right now. We could do it. <laughs> General statement. <laughs> there is no talent in Ireland. So let's jump into FPL stuff. And for a change I want to have a look at I don't know about you, but I think four weeks of data is probably the minimum amount you'd want to look at to make any kind of uh yeah, assessment of the season. It's not ideal, like it's not a great sample size. No, it's better than two weeks when I'm well carded. Yeah, and it's better than like doing it. Although game week by game week, this week is still a bit, or this year is still a bit weird. Um, yeah, I I think I would rather have well carded a little bit later, just so I could have grasped how weird the season was going to be. Um, my wild card ended up being really rubbish because it's batshit crazy. And uh, we're going to talk about our own teams and how we've done in the first one to four game weeks. But I think we should look at football as a whole first. So we always start off with our own teams. And when I'm listening to a podcast, often I have no interest in how the other person's teams have gone. It's positive reinforcement. You only ever want to hear that they have your player. But... Yeah. I'm only messing. I actually, 
invested in the people whose podcasts I listen to. So I do want to hear how they're doing. But just to mix it up, we'll look at the data from a broader point of view, first of all. So the first four game weeks, like you said, it's just been a bit mad. It's going to be hard enough to process and yeah. kind of get some patterns going forward. It can't stay that mad, though. That's one thing I've been thinking. Can it? No, that's what I was trying to... That's kind of what my wildcard was aimed at. I was kind of assuming it would go back to normal, but maybe I just assumed it would go back to normal too quickly. Um, I am still kind of looking at who do you think will win the league? Who will finish top four? Who will finish top six? Who will get relegated? And I'm kind of basing my choices on where I think they'll end up. Um, it's but the it's Turks just way. It's just not happening right now. Yeah. Um, Is there a danger in doing that? Just say, I think it's quite a good way of looking at things, but that you miss purple patches of teams. Yeah. So but, if you're going Everton are going to finish eighth, you've missed their like run to first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what well, I might have well carded too early. I think that's. Um, but like it's very difficult. Imagine being on all those guys game week one. Like, I mean, it would have been some call to be on like Villa and Everton and maybe even Leicester like players. Like everybody had their Liverpool players and then a whatever a City guy on the bench, United guy on the bench, maybe Werner or something like that who's yeah. dropped FPL wise. Like West Ham are doing well. Like I don't think many people had West Ham players. They had a lot of people had Southampton players. So if you'd picked them, well done. Um I don't think I was going to wild. <laughs> I don't think I was going to wildcard to them though. Like that would have been mental as well. Just with their fixtures, you couldn't have. Yeah, they've pulled those performances out of the. Yeah, they've beaten Wolves very impressively and bet Leicester impressively, and but I couldn't bring them in. Yeah. like on on my wildcard. Ah, you couldn't have. You you can't lose sleep over that. Either. No, no, Nobody just, just in that. hindsight, they're kind of going. How how could you have ever? Um, but that's how mental the season is in terms of results, and I think it's just emphasised by the. The City's results in general, and then the Liverpool and City or Liverpool and United results. Like, yeah, it has to bottom out sometime. And uh, on it? our <laughs> fake pod that we have alluded to, <laughs> you made a good point, and it was one of the only good points through all the Maltese. Was, was this where I said someone was good but not good, but they're good? No, we were trying to break down um, why the season was so crazy, and uh, we were really struggling because our brains weren't working. And uh, you made a good point. And you said that it was you either heard it from oh. Gary Neville or me, <laughs> and you couldn't figure out who, and it definitely wasn't me. Might have been Gary Neville then. Yeah, that uh, the teams didn't really get a proper preseason, and the position and the players that will be affected most are the defense. Yeah, can you explain that again? Can I, can, I can't remember on? who said it to me, so it's kind of hard, but I'll make it up anyway. Yeah, and um, that the training for positional, like so, set piece defending, like. Uh, you know who's who's meant to be where that's all the stuff that's drilled into them in, in pre-season and that's the stuff that they're working on in pre-season games like people like Mane or Salah whoever like they're not going to be training to beat people and stick them in the top corner they're yeah. just capable of that but the team stuff of like who has to go where and when that's the stuff that they're practicing and that's the stuff they've missed and I think the point was that as we get further into the season they'll catch up they'll, they'll catch up and get match fit and like training sessions under belt and everybody will tighten up the amount of goals being conceded is absolutely off the charts. Like I was looking at the XG versus the goals, and in that last game week, it was the biggest gap between goals scored and expected goals, like in five years or something. Like it's just un completely unpredictable. Yeah, and it's not like uh like we've all picked players and nobody's scoring. It's just kind of we're not doing well because we haven't picked the players that are in these purple patches. That might sound really obvious, but uh, 
that might be a bad thing because if it's people that you aren't really expecting to go on all these uh yeah free scoring runs that that's going to dry up and the people that usually do that and the more reliable players and the players that kind of whose stats are saying that they might hit a bit of form yeah i think it's some some of those people can wildcard now if if they catch the turn at the right time yeah they can wildcard onto these guys and they'll absolutely smash me for we'll never season. catch yeah them. they'll smash me for the whole season but there's a lot of people who are going to be stuck with a load of players who aren't performing and trying to get them out of teams and taking hits and they're the people we'll be able to and probably catch they'll be reverting to the guys who've already done their point scoring maybe. yeah so, so just say i'm not getting stuck into everton and villa fans but just say you had james rodriguez calvert lewin and Grealish yeah for villa at the start of the season and then you wildcard to the next set of players we won't catch them no ever. but if they just stay on that and yeah. they wait and wait and wait and we've used wait, our wildcards we're hoping that the people who have those players are either fans or morons or whatever <laughs> like but if they're good players who have thought these guys are going to score me points i'm going to get off them when it turns we have no chance yeah. but could they be good players if they started off the season with like jack Grealish, who got like the most points i've ever seen yeah. against Liverpool Dominic Calvert-Lewin didn't score in the last 10 games of last season it was good value and Everton had good fixtures but they had great fixtures last season and we got burnt by them yeah and maybe that's something I always like laugh at people and give out to people about it's like every season's different every game's different you can't kind of go well he didn't score against that team last season like it, it all starts off afresh but I, I, I don't mind something to punt on one Everton player you could have had Richardson Tom Carvalhoon or Rodriguez and made a very good case for it. Um, I would expect anybody who had Grealish probably benched him or was looking to bench him against Liverpool. I'd say a lot of people got caught out with that. Yeah. With, um, Villa players on the bench against Liverpool expecting due to uh, a flip of the result. Like even Everton started off playing Tottenham away and they won that match. Like they, they snuck at 1-0. Like you wouldn't have been starting with two or three Everton No, I, I, I would have accepted an argument for one saying they made improvements and the whatever you could even say the Tottenham aren't going to start great yeah I'd accept that but yeah anybody who has two three Everton players and two three Villa players two three less players you'd wonder like what their approach was to the start of the season anyway and you'd wonder why do we have a podcast if yeah. uh, we didn't spot that Kirks <laughs> how, long can, these how long can we do the podcast <laughs> if it doesn't turn we're fucked <laughs> so before we uh move on I want to go through maybe the top six A-teams, very briefly, because we're known for turning these pods into slobber knockers and maybe talking a lot more than we should. So we kind of want to get it down. So maybe go through each team in like one to two minutes Yep. and just what's happened and what we expect of them in the future. So I'll start I, with everything. You, you do the actual table. I'm just going to compare it to the expected points table to make a comment cool. on it as well, because there's actually some teams who are playing really well who aren't yeah. in the top six. So Everton, like, they're top of the table, four wins out of four, 12 points. They've scored 12 goals, so, like, they're they're banging in the goals. They've looked really good in the process. And when I'm looking at them going forward, so I'm still seeing they still have Pickford and goals. They have Michael Keane. They have Yerry Mina. They have Holgate if he comes back. Like, that's a defence that has been got at before. Yeah. And I don't really, like, Ancelotti's a good manager, but, like, he's managed teams like Chelsea and Real Madrid and stuff who have, gone on runs of conceding goals i don't think he's going to turn in everton into like prime ac milan back in the day i think that was the main problem we had with everton at the start of the season or i yeah. did anyway was like did sorry it looked better but the defense still looks suspect and yeah. pickford in particular but then you move on to their midfield and that's where most of the gains have been made they signed quite a good 
few midfielders. They got James Rodriguez. They got Decore. They already had Andre Gomez. Did they signed someone else. Allen, obviously, he's. I think he's the main one. They've just really shored up the midfield, and I think that's what's gonna have the biggest say in, in them having a great season. But uh, still, think one or two injuries. Yeah, and they're a little bit light. Like even lads like Awobi, Bernard, Sigurdsson, Tom Davies. Oh, Walcott's gone. Yeah, he finally left. He's gone home. But uh, they're still good players. But they're just not big, big drop down. Top notch yeah. players that they have at the minute. And not even quality wise drop down, but positional wise. Like you lose an Alan or a Decore, and you're swapping for a Tom Davies or a Delph. He just does a different thing. Yeah, and it's not what they want. And then when you move further up top, you have Calvert Lewin. And like he started off the season on fire, but he can't maintain that. He's not, I don't think he's that good a player to be able to, I don't mean like score five or six goals in four games, but I don't think he's even. He's on course. Is to he score. a goal in two even? I don't know if he is. He's on course at the moment to score mid 20s, high 20s, isn't he? Like that's yeah. the kind of form he's in. But again, I agree. I don't think he is going to hit that kind of, he might get 20. Is that kind of what I'm thinking? I think 20 would be a great season for him as well, but. Obviously, he's gonna to have to slow down, and I feel like he got eleven or twelve or thirteen last season. Yeah, that kind of. And he had such a gap between goals, though. He just went on, like he looks in. Maybe it was a confidence thing, and maybe it was a form thing. Like he, he couldn't look in any better form. Even like England I, debut, scored a goal. I feel like, like he robbed a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, he does rob a lot of goals. I feel like he toe poked in other people's goals. But he's in the right position. Oh no, like he, like that's his his job, and like FPL wise, if he's going to do that, he's still gonna get the points. There's no point giving out about it. But um, I just think the sum of everything's parts have kind of all come together and they've all worked out perfectly and that can't continue. And I think they're going, like, I don't think they'll come in the top six, to be honest. Which I, 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 I still think they're, they're on for a top four the way they're playing. Yeah. Um, and just to compare it to the, the expected points table, they're top. And they're, they are, okay. They're, they're top and they're also not too far off their goals scored and conceded. A little bit, was it two goals? above their expected and two goals below their expected conceded, but they are top with um the most points. So they're backing up their That's their good to see. Top of the league. I like Everton and I like Ancelotti, but have to be realistic as well. And going forwards, are you still of the view one Everton player, do you think would you double up? Um like they're playing they have a big acid test next. They're playing Liverpool in the Merseyside Yeah Merseyside Merseyside Derby there. Yeah, looking forward to that game. Should be good, especially after Liverpool's results, what they're going to do. I think Liverpool are going to bring Thiago Henderson back in. and they're going to... Everton won't get the ball if Thiago plays. <laughs> All this talk. Anyway, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I think they're, they've been a breath of fresh air, but I'd be very wary of them. I don't think they can maintain that in any shape or form. Maybe I'm being a bit negative towards Everton. We move on to number two. Oh, Yes. Because you might have some things to say. And it's Aston Villa who blanked in game week one, but have more than made up for it. They've three wins out of three, nine points, obviously, and they've scored 11 goals. So they're just one short of everything. But obviously, a lot of them were in that 7 2 drubbing of Liverpool. Yep. I don't think even the most optimistic of Villa fans, and they are the most optimistic <laughs> of football <laughs> fans in general, could have thought that it could possibly go like that. But credit where it's due, they've done everything they could have done. They, they played very well, and I, I was saying on our fake pod last week that Jim Smith deserves man of the match. <laughs> um, Jim Smith. It, it, just tactic-wise, they got it spot on, like the way they approached it, like how they attacked Liverpool was was like exactly what they had to do. But like at the same time, it's still such a freak result. Like 
even Barcelona smashing Liverpool, I think it was 4 0. City smashing Liverpool, it was 5 5 yeah. 1 or whatever the hell they got it to. And then this was 7 2. Like, even at their worst, Liverpool had been smashed by better teams by less. Yeah. Which is just bizarre. And it's been so weird because I thought Liverpool looked like so good up until then. I was really worried. Like, we'd yeah. seen a few chinks in uh, the armour of some teams. Like, United start up, started off horrendous, horrendously. Uh, Man City have had a few dodgy results and Liverpool just kind of, they got the first game out of the way against Leeds. They won 4-3, but like Leeds scored with their only three shots on target. Liverpool yeah, the probably mistakes, deserves to win. The two mistakes. Um, they bet Chelsea fairly comfortable, even though they got a red card. They bet Arsenal really comfortably, I thought. A lot of pundits said that Arsenal kind of were in the game for a long time, but I thought it was just... Comfortable, not, yeah, comfortable to a point. But never looked like really troubling them. And then they came up against Villa, and I thought Villa away is going to be tough enough because they have a tight enough defence. But I just didn't expect that from Villa or Liverpool. No, it was, it was so bizarre. Uh, we might talk about Liverpool a bit. Well, so later. just so Villa. I just compared to the thing, right? So in expected points and positions that are tent. I think it's tent. I can't count down that far. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah. Um, and the thing about Villa is like. We've had that long gap now since the Liverpool game where they were they were excellent and they deservedly won. But they struggled to beat a ten man Sheffield United. And actually they really did. They, they probably should have maybe even lost the game. Um they bet Fulham and Fulham were atrocious in that game. It was like the worst performance I've probably ever seen in a Premier League club. And Fulham came out the next game and played really well. Um against Wolves. Leeds. Wolves. These are Wolves. 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 They played Leeds um, before, but I think. Yeah, and they actually played really well and actually could have they could have won that game, right? They just had a bit more about them, but they were so bad against Villa. And um, then there's this Liverpool result. But Villa now play Leicester, um, West Ham, I think, Brighton in there. Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Arsenal, Brighton, West Ham. So yeah, so there. there's, there's a couple of tough fixtures in there. Like, like people think I'm anti-Villa. Like, I'm not. I just... They, you were. They finished <laughs> fourth from bottom. Should have been relegated last season, albeit from one penalty at Sheffield United. Um, they've signed some two good players, but at the, at the same time, like Barkley's never made it, and like he's struggled to get into the Chelsea team. Martinez struggled to get to the Arsenal team. All these guys struggling to get in the teams have gone to Villa, and now like they're going to finish tenth. All American rejects yeah, from just, other teams. I, I just, I'm trying to be realistic. Maybe about that's all they need, though. Um, we're yeah. looking forward to watching them play against Leicester in particular and Brighton in particular. The Leicester game's interesting because Leicester came off. An unbelievably bad performance against West Ham. Yeah, we'll, Villa we'll, are coming off. We'll get to West Ham, like, but I think that that's that's not the same as yeah. the as the Villa thing. Villa are coming off the end of like their best performance, probably in our lifetime. Like they'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> would it, like I know it's only three points, but they put seven. Yeah, it's goals really important. Past like, the they've got, they have nine points, which means yeah. like, they're, they're probably now safe. Like in terms of the, they picked up points where they shouldn't have, and it's a huge boost. They can, yeah. they can go on with a bit of form now, but. So, very quickly, from an FPL point of view, and as a, a notoriously anti-Villa man, are there any Villa assets you're looking at? Yeah, no, Watkins is a good price. And if he, yeah. he looks way more lively than anything I've ever had up front. Are you worried he'd never scored before that Liverpool game? Yes, especially against Fulham, especially against <laughs> 10-man Sheffield United. Um, Took his hat-trick well, though, I suppose. Yeah, no, he looked really good, lads, and like, real busy. Um, a lot more dangerous. A lot more dangerous? Yeah. A lot more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Than Samada or Davis oh, yeah. or any of these boys. So, um, what about Captain Super Captain Jack Sparrow Grealish? 
I don't have room in midfield. Not that I'm totally against it, but I don't really can't really fit him in. I don't know what he's good at. I think he's good, but like from an FPL point of view, I don't trust him to score regularly. Like, does he play incisive kind of true balls at? Yeah, I, I don't. I think know. his problem's always been like his incisive true balls are going to Keenan Davis, or his incisive true balls are Maybe, going yeah. to Samada. And um, he like he does slice through defenses. Like he has that uh, glide pass. I, I think if, if you knew what he was good at. I think he'd be playing for Man City, Man United, or someone. I think that that's a problem for him in general. Like he wants to nail down a midfield spot, yeah. but can't nail it down for for Villa. Like you know, so I mean, harsh though. He probably could have moved to United. Like he decided to stay at Villa. Did he? I'd say he could have moved somewhere. Don't decided know. to stay at his home. Don't know if he had the choice. I have a, a little bit of a man crush on him. <laughs> I do though. Like he's he's a I, handsome fella. He's a good footballer. He's. Got really big calves. And gets a lot of free kicks. You know? I read on Wiki the other day. I don't know why I was Wiki and Jack Grealish, but it says... Sounds he, like you're a man crush, doesn't He it? wears child-sized shin guards. Yeah, I've seen that. You see him put them in. I've tiny. seen them on him, but I didn't ever kind of cop that they might be child-sized. That <laughs> seems a bit dangerous, like it's against health and safety standards. I'm sure someone's going to prove that point to him sometime. Yeah. So we'll move on to... The next team. There's a, all sorts of questions, and we've been talking about our own team, so we can go through assets in more detail. Uh, Leicester. I'm not going to spend too much time on them because uh, they absolutely bombed last time out against West Ham. I think they've a decent enough FPL squad. Like they've a bit of depth. They've added. I think very similar to last year. Um, they'll be reliable enough. Yeah. Um, but they'll struggle maybe to finish in top four. They'll be top six there thereabouts. Um, and the same guys doing the same things. I don't know. So yeah, I agree. It's, um, it probably were having one, um, but they uh, they could do that. But there is value there. Like if you had James Justin from the start, he's been grand. Yeah. He's uh, if you took a punt on your man Castagna, he's been great. I'm very interested in getting him in. He looks he looks like a, a Pereira Mark Two. Like Ricardo just, Pereira is going to be coming back soon. Well, Castagna moves left back. That's yes. Because Justin's kind of not a left footer, is he? No, he's, he's right footed, but yeah. he plays right or left back. Uh, I think Pereira will come straight back into right back. Doesn't mean two of them left and right is actually very, uh, very attacking. Yeah, very attacking, very good, like source of points. I'd say. Um, James Madison's coming back, but I've never given him a go after the last two FPL seasons. Jamie Vardy, you know exactly what you're getting. I've been a little bit disappointed, even though, yeah, like I've had him since the start. I've got his four or five goals, but I've wildcarded him out mainly because (laughs) I wildcarded him out as well. Just watch. Well, you wildcarded him out before the Man City game, which made perfect yeah, sense on paper. Yeah, it makes sense on paper. <laughs> now I've got those three goals, and uh, I was just watching him. In no game have I been overly impressed by him or thought, if I didn't know, own him, I'd be really worried. Are we going to talk about penalties later on? Because... We will, yeah. He's on the periphery of everything, and we always say he's, he, he mightn't be completely involved in stats. Like He does a lot more than stats but even his movement and just involvement i've been a little bit disappointed disappointed you kind of expecting to to have peaked like last year the year before or winning yeah. the league and it, this is a slow down curve now but he's still getting the goals it's hard he's half a inch more expensive than Werner, and Werner's doing nothing so that he's, was that was my kind of either or yeah he's still getting the goals but uh his he's totally outperforming his stats and like I don't think he can continue to do that. Uh, penalties. Like so, it is penalties. Like his xG is two point four four. He scored four penalties. Like he's just not doing anything else. Yeah. Really, like he's barely had any shots. He's not having many touches in the box. 
Like, he's yeah. probably one of those guys, if, if you grab the points and you can get off him and get points somewhere else, you've nailed it. Now, you yeah. know that you just, it's just a win. I wasn't overly happy getting rid of him before he plays Villa. You kept Werner? No, I've wildcarded out both with him. And hmm. um, I'm not overly happy about actually hitting <laughs> my wildcard button in general. So the next team is Arsenal, and we're going to be the first football podcast this week to not dedicate a whole half an hour to Gunnosaurus Rex getting fired. So we'll move on from that. Uh, I didn't even know. Okay, that's a that's a whole different conversation. But uh, Arsenal are fun. I kind of want to explain it to you now. I'm not the guy who is the mascot or the actual mascot, like thing. Yeah, the whole mascot is gone. Gunnosaurus Rex is gone. Yeah. Cost cutting measures. That's fucking and, ridiculous. Uh, Mesut Ozil came out on Twitter and offered to pay his wages. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he's having a proper dig at the club. And now I promise we weren't going to spend half an hour and we're going to be here. I never heard about it. Like, see, that one of the most famous mascots in the English League. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't name any of the ones that quickly. Right, can we move on? Except for that guy for St. Johnston. He was. Was it St. Johnson? The son, the weird <laughs> son-looking guy, yeah. Right, Arsenal, anyway. And uh, before we brought up this table, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, so was I, actually. Uh, they've won three games out of four. The only game they lost was against Liverpool. They looked fairly solid in some games. They grinded it out against West Ham. Um, I think it'll be I, hard enough to get them out of the top six. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was kind of taught where Arteta as well. He's a bit more functional. Yeah. Um. And Partey is Partey. We can call him he's Partey. a great sign. Partey for this yeah. season. He's, he's a good signing. Um, I don't know who he's knocked out of the team straight away. but Whoever he wants. Honestly, he sounds... You know, it's about us. When he played, he came on against whoever it was two games ago, came on and just took the ball and dictated yeah. it. And then he started the next game. Like So it's Jacker. Jacker and Sabalos are the two. Willian... It depends as well. He could he could rotate it around. He's going to take any of their places, and whichever one he takes, um, he's going to be great. So, from an FPL point of view, I actually don't know how good Arsenal are because Aubameyang's kind of, been a disappointment. Yeah, they've had a hard run of fixtures. I'm, I think they'd kind of turn around a little bit now, but penalties again, he'd be on. Yeah, they haven't had any, and from but, for a twelve million midfielder, like so, you're comparing him to Salah, who scores a hat trick on the first day, and then in Liverpool's worst. Result in even memory, he still scores two goals and, <laughs> and looks really sharp. Yeah, like Aubameyang just looks no, 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 definitely not in either or. Um, oh. It would be a downgrade of a striker and yeah. funnel some money into it. Arsenal are okay though. They're, I just thought, FPL wise, how you get points out of them. That's a a good point. I think they're a good football team, but I just don't know FPL wise. Like you can't decide up front. Like, is it going to be Lacazette? Is it going to be Enketia? Enketia could be great value. Enketia, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's good value, but maybe not the best choice. Um. Pepe, William. No, all rotating in and out. Aubameyang yeah. plays is the only advantage to his 12 million tag. I don't know. I've been watching him and he looks lost out on the left. And uh, <laughs> did a, a good dive into his stats from last season, the year before. And uh, he scores a lot of his goals starting from left wing. So yeah. it's not like he's lost out there, but he just just hasn't looked good. He's not getting involved in games. Um, I, I think that might change a little bit with the, with the fixtures. I think the fixtures get better. I can't remember what they are. He is a bit of a flat track bully. Like he'll score two or three goals against Norwich. Yeah, or but he will be a team like that. High teens, twenties kind of goals. Oh, he be, so yeah. If you can get the points, great. But FL wise, they're not hugely interesting. Okay, we'll move on from them. Uh, fifth is Liverpool. Uh, we won't spend too much time on them. The big talking point was that loss to Villa. 
Mane versus Salah is probably a bit of a non-event, isn't it? It's just looking like Salah at the minute. Salah penalties looks, and looks super and sharp on all penalties. Like doesn't have COVID. <laughs> the, the two finishes against Villa were great. Like, yeah. I mean, they're. I don't know. They maybe looked a bit average when you're just looking at the game, but like the position he was in to put it past the keeper was actually really, really impressive. Yeah, and like yeah. for a man who he's kind of known for having five, six good chances a game, and maybe trashing at a few shots and maybe not having great composure sometimes yeah he's yeah. lost that left foot to the far corner uh, remember that season he scored 30 goals whatever it was he just seemed to find the top corner all the time he seems to have lost that little yeah but this season accuracy. like the hat-trick against Leeds I know two were penalties but that goal he scored from the edge of the box smashed the top corner yeah the two goals against Villa like they're very much don't think just hit and think later kind yeah, of yeah yeah no, I'm actually very impressed with his performance yeah. in, in Villa I think if he has too much time who came out I think for a bit of credit from Liverpool I think if he kind of is put through and he has like two or three seconds to think about what he's going to do he's more likely to miss whereas if he's just like put, I do <laughs> yeah. no, I honestly do if he, you can kind of see what he's going to do sometimes get the left foot behind that and smash it it's quite good so in Trent the... or Robbo both neither are you in any oh, of those camps see, I, I made my transfers before the Liverpool game last week because I was trying to get rid of Vinagre okay. and I brought it back in Trent um, and I was kind of basing it on the Chelsea game where he just looked back to what he was doing last season he was whipping in crosses he was taking free kicks he was taking corners but particularly his crossing was just like yeah right like in the danger zone like whipped in and I was like right I'll have him back he set and up then, a goal for the game I was yeah. like oh shit is this what they're going to do now I honestly think Trent is the definition of set and forget. Uh, like he's you in my team now. In your, season, your team for the season. Um, you ride it through. Like you're going to get those disappointments, but you're also going to get like the 18 pointers, the 15 pointers. Yeah, um, he's definitely more likely to hit that. He'll score a free kick and get an assist and a clean sheet in one game. Robertson looks like he could match him. I don't know if he can do it for the season, but he's done it up to now. Yeah, he could. He's taken corners. He's taken some indirect free kicks. Like if someone ha- couldn't afford it and needed the half million. Yeah. So it's not a bad alternative. It's possibly a bigger goal threat. Like Trent kind of gets into the odd goal scoring position and you're never confident he's going to It's score. more the free kicks he has. Yeah. That he'll get three or four for the season. Robertson seems to, even last season, he gets into the box and just whacks the ball at the goal, but doesn't seem to get any returns from it. Yeah. Okay. I won the season so far. Yeah, already. Next um, team. But just, no, just ex- unexpected points. Liverpool are second. Um, Fairly accurate in terms of goals, expected goals, and and their actual goals. Yeah, the goals conceded is completely lopsided with the the Villa results, but they're second to Everton in the expected table. The goals conceded are probably really skewed though, because oh, like, Villa scored three or four conceded go- or deflected. Yeah, goals. no, the actual difference is like the highest in the league, minus five and a half goals in the difference, and I yeah. think it's down to those deflected goals yeah, like they deserve to lose but like some of those goals that went in were laughable yeah, it was the, just like, the XG is off like really really low for, for some of them it was one of those days where it's not your day a club made a very good point though and like in fairness to Villa like a blocked half blocked shot is a danger to concede a goal and what Klopp said was they're not properly blocked shots as in if we didn't get there quick enough okay so look he was kind of happy to admit it's just even the deflected goal was a bad defensive action. But it's hard terms, not to love Klopp. in terms of XG and, and whatever it is, yeah, minus five difference. It's huge. Yeah, I love Klopp. So good. <laughs> Raymond Keane. How did that do yeah. that? He wrote a letter to a young kid to see see that? No. Nope. But uh anxiety and confidence and blah blah blah. But like 
you have this well, he's about six foot five most successful manager in the world <laughs> like just oozes charisma and confidence and he was just like explaining to this kid how he suffers from anxiety and i was like oh what a guy but uh we'll move on anyway to sixth position is spurs and for me and my wild card and just the season that's gone so far spurs are the team of most interest to me oh god i hate spurs and um, i know you do and i, I don't think they've kind of blown everyone out of the water i don't think they've really completely proven themselves they've battered two teams who performed really badly on the day and yeah. they really punished them but in other games they've looked quite vulnerable but my wild card has really kind of zeroed in on spurs and i've doubled up on sun and kane for the next four game weeks and i think it'll either make or break my season like if they yeah. have two games out of those four where they both hit massive hauls it's going to be great if they play like the spurs that played against everton that played against Newcastle. They are seen. very likely to turn up and play like the yeah. shittest team in the league or the best team in the league. Like total coin flip, no matter what the opposition. That is that. And they've so many games on the run now. Like they still have those Europa League games. Um, yeah. They have such a heavy schedule. That My, I don't know if it's the right thing, but I at this time of the season where I'm two million, <laughs> I kind of wanted to do something and just, Sun and Kane are easy to get in. And I kind of do think over the next four game weeks, actually, I'm not even going to get into that because I'm going to talk about it when I'm talking about my team. But uh, talk to me about Spurs in general. Spurs are where they sh- roughly where they should be. Like in mm. terms of, we said Everton are one and one, right? Spurs are fourth in the expected points and they're sixth in the, or fifth in the, the actual league. Yeah. It probably just comes down to those two games where when they played good, they played very good. And when they played bad, they played very bad. And just, they're there, thereabouts where they should be after four games. Um, it's probably the same. It's Son and Kane. Do you own any of them? No, I have Son on the on the kind of potential midfielder list instead of mm. like a city player if they keep going away there. But um, I just, I just the defense is so bad. I just can't. Their midfield is actually shocking as well. Like, who's the playing besides man Hoiberg at the moment? I don't know. Is it Dombley got two games and Winks and. It just even Doherty at right back isn't like a four four two right back. No. Um maybe your man they got in uh Julian, whatever his name. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. But like who do center halves? Alderweireld and Sanchez at the moment, they just don't seem that solid. I just feel like people are gonna get at them and like we just said, someone like Fulham is gonna beat them. Like just <laughs> you're gonna like think, Oh, this is deadly. I've got Kane and Son now, I've got a captain Kane. And Fulham will do them. That's the kind of what I expect kind of to happen. Yeah. Like the games where they looked really good, United were too bad to be true. Southampton played the worst tactical game of all time. Just actually, you're not going to touch on United because you're only saying top six. United are second bottom in the expected points on 1.36 points ahead of only West Brom. Yeah. Like they're playing shit and they're, they're ex- the results like, are shit. It, yeah. It's not like it's they're playing well and they're getting unlucky. They are. Yeah. All joking aside, like as a big United fan, I'm really worried. Like I was talking to a few guys in work today saying I wouldn't be shocked if Newcastle beat them at St. James's Park at the weekend. I, I still expect United to turn it around and Martial suspended now, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> the big Kirks. But but no Vendetta. I I to me looking at it, just get your man Van der Beek into the starting eleven. Go four four two. Um put Van der Beek in behind the um Van der Beek. I keep feeling like Van I'm talking. I feel like I'm talking about your man Dawson Creek. <laughs> What's his name? 
Something Vanderbeek. <laughs> James. Oh, is it James? Is that his name? Vanderbeek. Yeah. Oh, that's why I keep thinking of him. Um, but like, just get him into this Donny. Get him into the team and like play Rashford and Greenwood up front and just fucking stop playing Martial. But um, I feel like they'll turn the corner. Yeah. I feel like Newcastle will do that stupid thing where they go as Man United and they go, oh, we're playing Man United. Let's just defend and hope for the for the best. And United will smash them. I feel really sorry for Spurs. We're talking about Spurs and we've moved on to United against Newcastle somehow. Oh, no, I just wanted to point out, <laughs> because you're not going to talk about United, that no. United are playing shit and they're expected Unless to be shit. United show up in my wild card or the questions, we're not going to talk about them. Um, so Tottenham, Bale. Bale is back in training. There was a few edited clips of him on Twitter. His uh, left foot hasn't left him. He's banging in the goals from like, I have to laugh at these clips. I know they have to have some sort of media and publicity and uh, he presence. Is as close Bale to is class. class. He is class. But like, they, they showed four or five clips of him scoring from like nine yards out with his left foot. Like, we could do <laughs> those clips. But uh, the only thing with Bale is we haven't seen him in a long time. No. Um, a match fit, whatever, at end of Premiership. Nine and but, a half million. What would it he, take for you to get him in? Just a worldie. Like, yeah. I mean, if he comes on and he's just better than everybody else, like he takes the ball down, smashes it in from 30 yards, you're going, this guy's better than everybody else in that pitch. There's not many better front trees no. than Bale, Kane and Son. That's a nightmare. He's The only problem with him is he's 31. Does he still have it? Like He was yeah. as close to that group of world class, oh, he was class. As, that, as, as you could get in the last couple of years. We're going to do a top eight. We'll do it very quickly, though, because <laughs> top seven, seven places, Chelsea, who I think are a very interesting FPL team. Um, they played four games, one, two, drawn one. They looked a little bit disappointing against Liverpool. They had a bit of a horror show against West Brom when they drew Trial. Like, they're not the full package. From an FPL point of view, though, they have Pulisic back, they have Ziyech back. Yeah. Uh, Werner, Havertz, all sorts of guys. If you're one of these weird people that want Jorginho on your team. Well, it's the penalty team, isn't it? <laughs> he shouldn't be playing, really. But. So, from a Kirk's way of looking at things, they're seventh. Where do you think they're going to finish? Because that's how you judge things, which I quite like. But uh, I had them in close to the top four anyway. I think it was yeah. like, I think, uh, at the moment it was like Liverpool City, Everton, Chelsea, Arsenal kind of fighting for that. That that kind of third fourth spot, yeah. Um, Chelsea, I think we called this at the season at the start of the season correctly, and we both made a bad choice in bringing Werner in. Yes, we both said that it's Chelsea and Lampard playing fancy football, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and it's just a formation who he's going to play, how he's going to play, and it still feels like that a little bit. Yeah, I can still remember you saying, Stick to what you know, <laughs> don't get Werner in. Um, wild carded yeah. him in game week three. <laughs> Um, I still think he'll come good, but he scored if, for Germany today. Yeah, if he comes good later in the season, and you didn't own him up until then, you still avoided all this misery. I know you could actually just bring. He could score one goal next week, and a quarter of a million people will bring him in, and they'll all get the same points. But he doesn't even look. It's not like he's one of these guys that's been knocking on the door, and it's like the goals are going to come. He looks a little bit lost. He's getting played slightly. What out was the last game the played when? Uh, Lampard decided to play. Uh, they played really well. They bet Palace four 0 seven or something to get them. No, it was he was chasing the game. What was the one before that? West Brom. Yeah, that was just a, like managerial one 0 fail. It was um, they're chasing the game. They had it upper hand. They got the three two, and they brought on Giroud, I think, and they played this 
like it was like you're playing Championship Manager and you want a goal, so you just put on every striker you own and put them in the box and yeah. just expect you to score a goal from it. Kante had the ball for like most of that last 20 minutes. Like, who the fuck do you want him to have the ball? Like with six strikers standing in the box. They had Giroud, Tammy, Werner, Hudson Averts, Hudson Adoy, all Mount. Like, Mount, all in front, and all that kept happening was they kept booting the ball out. And Kante was the only person running around the midfield. You're so, like, do we think they have too many options and Frank Lampard's not a good enough manager? I don't think he knows what he's doing. But, the game at the weekend against Southampton, who I really hope have learned their lesson from playing Spurs with the high line. Oh, they yeah. don't try this. Yeah. But, it's the first time Frank has had his like, first choice attacking players. Well, well, who do you, what is the first choice attacking well, you would think just based on money spent, you think Ziyech and uh, Havertz are going to have to play. Werner should play. I'm not say- saying Pulisic they will. On the left end. But oh, Pulisic, I think, is probably their best attacking player. Mount has been their best player so far this season. Mount has been brilliant this season so far. And even for England, he scored yeah. that goal as Hudson well. Hudson-Odoi came on against West Brom and was their best player by mile. I don't yeah. know what he's going to do, to be honest. I, I can't believe they're going to He gets paid a lot more than we do <laughs> to try and make these decisions. So I'm not even I, I just can't it. believe they put themselves in a position where they're probably going to lose Hudson-Odoi. He actually looks like a a really proper dangerous player and yeah. he's probably going to leave so we don't really know which Chelsea players to go for at the minute their defence I, I think Werner's going to play which is why I have him and I think Chelsea will finish in the top of the league and if they're going to finish there they're going to score goals they're going Werner's to finish going to play. in the top of the league what does that even mean in the top of the league top six <laughs> so let's look ahead to game week five and just tell me your thoughts whatever you want to talk about game week five let me know Um, <laughs> what do I think about game week five it's going to continue in the same fucking mental fashion as the last four. Think so? <sighs> don't know. I keep hoping it turns because I have all the players you'd expect to have. Oh, yeah. um, made my subs early. Um, took out Richarlison, who had an injury, but they're playing Liverpool. and brought in uh, Brewster because he's four and a half million. No other reason. Not a, brew, brew. Not a Liverpool link. No. He's just four and a half million. Playing Fulham at home, so hopefully he gets a few minutes and whatever, might get a goal. And brought in Trent for Vinagre. Vinagre's gone. Trent's a season keeper. So the team, my team on paper, like is good. Yeah. Like I've no problem with my team on paper, but it's just not getting points. Um my big plus to this week, and I'm really looking forward to seeing if Ollie fucking manages to read my mind. 4-4-2, Van de Beek, Rashford and Greenwood up front. Greenwood gets a hat trick. I move up a million places. <laughs> so you have Greenwood. <laughs> I have Greenwood. Sure, he has to play. Up when front. did you bring him in? In your wildcard? Yeah. I took out Rashford. I remember you had Rashford on the I had Rashford. One. Had Rashford brought him in, did nothing, took him out, scored. And scored. <laughs> my wildcard, like, we didn't have a pod since, but my wildcard team, the team before my wildcard scored 60 odd points. My wildcard team scored 20 something points. It's very hard to score. I was thinking about this last night lying in bed. <laughs> but like it's very hard to score 20 something points especially on a wild card so if you think you have 11 my players my team was and, so good and they all get 2 points each that's 22 points so if you get like 27 points you're only allowing for like 2 or 3 lads to have done on it right look it's just, an achievement we're, we're going back right my <clears throat> my game week 3 game week 3 26 points wild card played I had Ryan and goals Vinagre James Mitchell Foden De Bruyne Salah Greenwood Richarlison Jimenez and Werner and I think if you looked at the fixtures they were lovely fixtures oh they were like ideal it was like I think it was it was Wolves versus West Ham that week I had Poden's on the bench 
um, Captain Werner against West Brom, I think it was. He had James against West Brom. He put in 40 crosses into the box. <laughs> it was just one of those things like where, I think Richarlison got a goal and that got me out of jail. Yeah. Well, but, you did not get out of jail. No, well, <laughs> I mean, it could have been like the worst week on record. But Reese James that week was crazy because he conceded three goals against West Brom. He got a yellow card and he got a bonus point <laughs> with no attacking returns. But the next game in week four, he was dropped. Mm. And he's been playing so well. And they kept a clean sheet as well, which so is the problem. So now you don't know what to do with him. So he's on my bench now. So who are you captain in game week five? Oh, that's a good question. It's one of the biggest questions, Kirk's of an FPL player. At the moment, it's Jimenez. Is he playing? Uh, leads away. That could be quite open. Uh, might switch to Greenwood, Newcastle away. Ooh. I just... Yeah, it's one of those things where I shouldn't do it, but I I might consider it just. It's a real curse captaincy. Yeah. Anyway, but that's about it. Like my team is perfectly fine on paper and absolutely struggling. Um, I've I want City to smash Arsenal. Historically, they would. Maybe the their Teda and the new Arsenal are going to sit deep and actually based on this game this but, season's form. I wouldn't bank on it. No, like I said historically they should. Yeah, and Podens again is another one. He was injured when. He, like I don't know where he was just missed that game, but like, yeah. hopefully he comes back and he has a game. Leeds versus Wolves. I've got two Wolves players. Like Leeds one 0 Come on, <laughs> <laughs> please. Anyway, that's it really. Fair enough. Uh, I'll go very quickly through my own team, even though it's a wild card team. But uh, what I've done is the other night, and I said this on our fake pod. <laughs> fake um, pod, I love it. <laughs> I'd watched United getting beat 6-1 by Spurs. I had removed Sun for that game, even though I said to you on that pod, my gut was screaming to me, Sun is going to play. Everything Jose has said in the build-up to this... Didn't feel... Didn't, didn't feel make sense. right. But I also didn't feel like leaving a 9 million guy on my bench. So I didn't believe in my gut. I'm saying here, my gut said this, but I didn't believe in it, so maybe I'm just talking bullshit. Anyway, I got rid of Sun... Spurs smash United. Uh, I was at a 70th birthday party. I had about six glasses of wine. <laughs> I went to bed that night. I had a cold. I was sleeping in the spare room. So I was on the phone half the night looking at my team. And I said, wildcard activated. I kind of regret it. My plan was to wildcard in game week six. And I think I could have got away with another week. But I just got but a little bit caught up in it's the not, Spurs thing. It's not too bad though. Like Get away with another week. Like... The plan was I wasn't going to go past game week six without wildcarding. So I'll go through my team very quickly uh, because I've brought in Martinez from Villa. I think he's the best four and a half million goalie. He is my set and forget now. Just yep. going to keep him. It's fine. Um, I don't... He's, he's a much better goalkeeper than what they've had and their defence has tightened up. So Yeah, and I think he probably is slightly better than Messelier from Leeds who I had. Just Villa, I think, do look relatively tight. I've Trent, who I've had since the start of the season. I'm just going to keep him. Unless stats fall completely off a cliff. No, Liverpool. His stats are so good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my defence is really weird. This might change, and I don't have any really strong feelings on it. I have uh, Sice from Wolves in there. He's 5.1, so he's a little bit expensive. but Compared to a Justin or a... Yeah, I think Wolves have decent fixtures. He's a bit of a goal threat. and uh... Wolves are so... Oh, I never mentioned West Ham in the end. But Wolves were so bad, like against yeah. Fulham, they just they could have lost that game, and they got smashed by West Ham. And just to say, we didn't cover West Ham. West Ham are playing off the fucking 
Park. They're really good. Is this just because Moyes is working from home? You said that the last day. He's trying to convince <laughs> David Gold and David Sullivan to let him stay at home. He has a nice stand-up desk at home. They changed to, to five at the back, and they've got um, Cresswell and Masuaku who's playing Fredericks. more forward. They've created the most chances in the league. Yeah, they do and look good. They, I don't know what's happened, but like Declan Rice is a good player, Like and even a couple of clips from him on the last couple of games. I used to go there. But uh, I'm all over West Ham. Judas like we used to go there. So I have Sice is there. Trent, Sice, I'm not sold on him. I've Stuart Dallas from Leeds. Yeah, I just, he's definitely on my radar. He's just, watching the games. He's everywhere. He's a midfielder. Yeah. yeah. And he's everywhere. He has a bit of a goal threat. Um, but like just looking at that back tree on paper, I'm like, mm, is this what I thought my wildcard was going to be? I know. I had that kind of team without Trent and that's why I changed to Trent because yeah. I was like oh Jesus and then on the bench defenders I've Kyle Walker-Peters so I think is one of the better four and a half million guys and I've Mitchell we're going to have to think about Mitchell sometimes soon oh, Mitchell or Ferguson Van Anhalt is back yeah Mitchell or Ferguson yeah but it, if I keep Mitchell in my wildcard team it's a transfer the dots <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean I could get rid of him for Ferguson now but like I think Van Allenhout has a little bit of work to displace him, just based on form. I think he will. Does I, I don't know if, if Hodgson is the type of lad. Does Hodgson yeah. have that kind of spine where he'll be like... No, not spine, but I think, I think he's like, I like old, reliable guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's old and he's reliable. So I think in my wildcard, I might get rid of Mitchell because I'd rather start and player. I'd keep Mitchell for now and I'd swap him to Ferguson when Ferguson's back in. I might actually get rid of Mitchell's 4 million. I might put him down to a 3.9 and just save the money. Oh, just bank it. Bank it. Midfield, not too many controversial opinions here well, until I get to the last one. One massive one. So I brought in Salah. Uh, I started off the season without Salah. It was a bit controversial. I really got away with it until the last game because I was saying Sun plus 3 million will cover Salah and it really has. Until. Except I got rid of Sun <laughs> against United. It um, would have. Yeah, I'm really happy to have Salah in now because I was planning to get him in. I think they're playing Sheffield United at home and maybe West Ham at home in the two games after this. Oh, yeah, that, that's a surefire two wins. I know, but Salah <laughs> is better at home. Um, I brought him in against Everton. Everton aren't like fucking concrete. They're not that solid. I, I actually i am looking forward to that game so much because I genuinely think the Liverpool midfield against Villa was, was shocking. Three mutes playing against <laughs> Villa. And it just you needed either Henderson or Thiago in that midfield and it would have been grand yeah so if the two of them are going to come in for the Villa game or the Everton game if the powerhouse midfield tree of Salah KDB and Son now things have kind of yeah it's got mixed up a perfect. bit now because De Bruyne has some sort of a niggle on international duty I now have to decide am I gonna call their bluff and think he's gonna play <laughs> but or... he's not gonna come on so you start him yeah or you're worried about actually keeping him he's in your squad him. But I should keep him in my squad because it's not a bad idea. He's a season He'll be back again. On a wild card, he's a season keeper. Do you think there's anything to be said for having Sterling instead? No. I've got the Bruyne, so I'm going to say no. Okay. And then Son, I'm glad to have him back. And, uh, I, I want Son in my team now, I think. I'm, I'm working towards him. I really, I highlighted him at the start of the season. I didn't and not to be like after time. I, I think Andy. I called you. I think I didn't believe it. Yeah. I was just looking last season. He had... 25 goals goal returns yeah, yeah, but he dropped down <laughs> half a million it made no sense he's nine and a half million he plays for whole day Spurs season. team he's nine million 
and he's just he's ruthless. So anyway, my wild card revolves around getting in Son and Kane. Uh, I think Kane has been the best FPL player. Player. <laughs> my accent just goes up and down here. I think he's been the best FPL player of the season so far. Fight me. Um, in a way that's unexpected. Yes. Yeah. He's he's dropping a little bit deeper. Sun's going beyond him. But that was against. I think we called it with the Newcastle game. We were saying like the high defensive. We line. did. Kane drops in, takes it down, plays it through. Some flies to a goal and is rootless. And uh, people who played a low block. Southampton game. The low block then. Yeah. Just neutralize them. But we were also saying for Newcastle, Sun is really like it sounds really basic. He's really good at long shots, but he actually is. Yeah. So against Newcastle, he hit the woodwork twice from long distance. Yeah, no, he's a great striker of the ball. I suppose you just—he's not one-dimensional. Historic either. Kane, you're thinking he's a number nine in the box header, good yeah. finisher, two feet, but he's actually very good passer of the ball. Get to the chopper. But he's a really good passer of the ball. Oh, he is. Like he's six assists this season, and they've all been really good KDB esque assists. <laughs> no, they have been. But, but no, yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating to see a really good number nine dropping deep. But he's capable of it, I suppose. It's, yeah. it's just unexpected, I think. It's the... And his actual attacking stats haven't really fallen through the floor because of it. We'll talk about them later. I brought in a DCL. I'm not sure about him. I've got him <laughs> yeah. in at 0.5 or 0.6 dearer than I could have got him at the start of the season. He was in my wallet. I'm just happy team. to have him. He's gone up like 0.4 or something. 7.6 now. But he's playing Liverpool. But then he plays Southampton, Newcastle, United, Fulham, Leeds, Burnley... It's a hippie grant. Form this fixtures even matter anymore. And I have Brewster. Brewster's my four and a half million. Brewster enabler. could could it depends if he plays, but he could be great. Do you think he would have went to Sheffield United if he didn't get some sort of guarantee? You're gonna like they're playing Oliver Burke through the middle. Oliver Burke played really well the last day because he was on my list of potential. Like I was gonna bring in Burke and then Brewster moved and then I brought in Brewster. Yeah, but he's not Burke, a goal scorer. Though. No, that's the problem. But he was really good, as in like making runs, like getting in behind. I wonder what the combination is going to be. It makes sense now. It's going to be I'd Goldrick go, and Goldrick Burke, and Brewster. Brewster. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And the end of my wild card is a four million goalie. Like I said, I've Mitchell, who I want to get rid of for someone else. I've Bissouma, who I think is possibly the best four and a half million. Yeah, he looks. He's a real player. I don't know how much of an FPL player he is, but he. Definitely looks he like a scored good a player. worldie there against Everton. He seems to have that in his locker. You can't score 15 worldies. Oh, no, you can't. But you don't need that for a four and a half minute <laughs> guy. And Kyle Walker-Peters, I think he's Southampton are the kind of team that he's going to play every game. He, he's with tackle returns. And They're they, going to keep some clean sheets. Yeah, They're going exactly. to be found trying to play above their station every now and then and get hammered. They're so odd, yeah. Even more defensive, which is yeah. even better. <laughs> they kind of go really attacking and then like, oh shit, we got hammered. Let's go really defensive and they keep a few clean sheets and then go back up again. Just yeah. complete random. Um, my captain was on KDB uh, Hold on. Who's your fourth midfielder? Is that that? Oh shit, yeah. It's a big one. <laughs> uh, Ross Barkley, who's a bit of a gamble. Um, bit of a gamble. It's 5.9 million, I think. Yeah, 5.9 million. He's owned by 1% of teams. He's a Villa player now. He looked really good against Liverpool. Him and Jack Grealish really combined have, very have well. Have you just taken this on one game? Yeah, I have, yeah. Like, he has struggled like to get into that Chelsea team for, what, two, three years? Yeah. 
and now you're like, bang, he's in after one game. Yes. <laughs> Thought he looked quite good. Oh, what about Podens? I think he's going to get... I, I've actually removed Podens. Um, For Barkley? Yeah. You're mental. There's a lot of talk that Barkley... He has no arms on FPL. He doesn't need arms. He doesn't need them. Uh, there's a good chance that he's going to be on penalties for Villa. Yeah, possibly. Grealish doesn't really but they won't win any, they won't win, won't win any penalties. Um, I think he's he's well worth a punt at five point nine million. Like if we look back at Barkley for Everton and Chelsea when he did play, he's two footed. He loves a shot, takes a lot of shots. He took a lot of shots against Liverpool. I I know him at his he best. He takes free kicks. He can take corners. Is he consistent? I, I don't and need him to be that consistent. Are Villa better Wolves this season? Yeah. Are Villa going to finish ahead of Wolves? No. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what you wanted me to say. Podence is playing up front or in the front three. Barkley's playing for Villa. Yeah. He's playing Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Arsenal, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. <laughs> They're going to lose all those games. He's in there at the minute, but like you are making me think. But I don't want to change your mind. No, because no, you, you won't. Take, you take him out and then he fucking bangs. You won't You're take, gonna you kill me. You won't change your mind. Well, like for me, Podens is five and a half million. He he wasn't fit. He's been Wolves' best player, and Wolves are going to finish top. Well, they're probably I was saying top six, top whatever. Now they're probably top eight. But but how close to Cristiano Ronaldo was he sitting at the Portuguese national team? Today? <laughs> yeah. Now that he has COVID, Fernandez is out. Wolves are out. <laughs> the whole Portuguese team. Seven out of. Of 11, I'd is say. Is Phil Van Nersey? I think he's under 21s, I read. So, who would you captain? I'm, I had it on KDB because he has a, he has quite a good record against Arsenal. Um, but Son or Kane, home to West Ham? I, I can't get over how good West Ham are. I, I can't emphasize enough how impressed I was. I've got a captain Ham. Kane. Okay, who are you captaining? I am captaining Jimenez or KDB. And I wouldn't be put off Salah. There's a strong he, chance that he is on my bench. There's a str- <laughs> Actually, can we just do a bit of a rewind? There is a strong chance, and we'll have to monitor this and look at the press conferences that KDB doesn't make it. Like there is rumors that he's he's injured. I have Keep an eye. Who on I think is a good substitution in my team. But Kirk's. I'm bringing Salah. Never in the history of FPL has anyone ever had Salah on their bench. You can't have Salah on your bench. Look, it's twelve million. It's a straight up. Decision: Do you want Brewster or do I want Salah? And you right now, Salah. right now, Brewster's winning that battle. <laughs> Brewster might even start. Yeah, fine. He might come on and score two against Fulham, though. Look, I'm just saying. Kirks, you can't start. I have four... to make decisions. <laughs> you can't start a four and a half million guy ahead of a twelve. You probably guy. won't, but just for the laugh. It's, Can it's you what's... screenshot that? We need to put that on Twitter. That's going down for the last two weeks. You've had that there since the last big pod. <laughs> Zipmania. I actually don't know how I'm going to change it. That, that brings us on to my favourite time of the week. It's question time. It's time. It's time. That was a really quick four minutes. It's question time. So, uh, can we just like put that, cut that into the whole thing? Yeah, of course we can. And uh, this might feel a bit like deja vu because we answered all of these <laughs> questions last week. But I, I have really high hopes that they're going to be a little bit better this week. I feel like I've drank just as much. So exact same question comes in from Paulie, good friend of the show. Last week you were like, <laughs> I, remember. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I still can't remember. <laughs> but uh, Paulie asks us fairly solid questions every week or two. 
None okay. of this uh, tea bag or what's your favorite fruit? Shite. It's always FPL stuff. That was the dog grunt outside. <laughs> so are there three must-haves for the next four game weeks? Oh, I remember. I kind of remember my answers. Like I was just like going off on a drunken It rant. was like pulling blood from a stone <laughs> trying to get your, yeah. your answers. I was like, there is no tree. They're all shit. Is that the general kind of thing of it? Yeah. The general thing was, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. They're all off the... I don't know. Well, what, I give what, you mine. Yeah, what was my answer at the end? I'll give you mine because mine are, have stayed the same. Uh, and they were all very obvious, but I'm not going to pretend otherwise. So uh, number one was Mohamed Salah. Wait, hold on. Yeah. What's the question again? Are there three must-haves for the next four game weeks? Four game weeks, okay. So Salah... I had no plans to bring him in until game week six, but now that I activated the wild card early, I'm quite happy that he's in my team. So I'm going to get the Merseyside derby away to Everton. Um, home games, yeah. I think Everton are quite vulnerable. They've had a great start, but they can't haven't looked wait, overly really looking forward to it. solid. So am I. We said it earlier, Salah's looked really sharp. He scored goals in games that Liverpool have struggled in. And uh, like we say, form goes out the window in a derby. Yeah, he could. Now they have been three nil all draws and one win for Liverpool. That's wherever have it's been. And just penalties, such a big thing. And then I was eyeing these games up since the start of the season. Sheffield United at home, like, West Ham at like home. Like a pervert. Uh, yeah, Sheffield United at home and West Ham at home. Uh, you've been talking West Ham up, but like when you look at it, Liverpool's home form at home, is yeah. a lot yeah, better yeah, than yeah, yeah. their away form. Salah's home form is a lot better than their way form. Sheffield United have been in relegation form so far. Yeah, this no, they, they need to find They haven't great. They have a few injuries in defence. They've lost uh, Dean Henderson. They just can't score. They're not the same. Uh, West Ham, I think West Ham are one beaten away from being relegation fodder again. <laughs> and like Liverpool are the team that are going to beat them. Oh, they're just so good at the moment. And then the fourth game is against Man City, which is away. But when you think Leeds can get at Man City, Leicester have got at Man City. You're talking me. Out, you're talking me out of Salah. Yeah. Anyway, West Ham have been lethal. City have destroyed Liverpool a couple of times. At, at, City at destroyed the Liverpool last season when Liverpool had won the league and they were all drunk. Which season was before they, they bet them four two or something. Yeah, but Liverpool have also bet City quite comfortably in between them. Not at the end yet. No. Anyway, you talked me into that one. So Salah, uh, my next one is Kane. Um, he's a big part of why I wildcarded. He's playing West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, and West, West Brom Ham again. Just... <laughs> it's at home though. Burnley have been poor. Brighton seem like the quintessential team for Spurs to beat. Yeah, like Brighton will play them off the park and look and yeah. see three goals. They'll lose, and everyone will be like, Brighton oh, have been a breath of fresh air, and everyone will be like. Yeah, but they've lost six out of seven games. <laughs> yeah, I do get that feeling, right? Uh, Burnley, I, I don't get the solid vibes off Burnley no, this season so they far. they need to turn a corner quickly. And West Brom. West Brom have been one of the worst teams I've seen. They were quite good against Chelsea. But I think Spurs will pound West Brom if they play like they did against Chelsea. Like, they're kind of... Yeah, bit... West Brom weren't super defensive either. They were a little bit like... Leave themselves open. Obviously, with the three goals Chelsea scored, they got off them very easily. Yeah. If they play that again, I, yeah, I agree. I, I expect Spurs to beat them. 
And then my third player is going to be... Oh, God. Don't say Barkley. Neil Lamptey. <laughs> is that his name? I can't remember his first name. Lamptey. Uh, I think we've been saying it. Brian Tariq. Tariq Lamptey. Whatever, Neil. Tariq. <laughs> Where the fuck did Neil come from? I don't know. The important thing is they're playing Palace, West Brom, Burnley in those yeah. four. Um, he's well worth four and a half million. Brighton have been quite good. He's been attacking. He's won a few penalties. And look, you can't go for the high-profile premium guys all the time. You need to you know, I bench at the moment. get some budget in there. But I do so, like it. Kirk's over to you. I do like it. I actually, players? I'm, I'm, more, I'm more bought into your Lamptey argument, your Neil Lamptey <laughs> argument, than any other argument you made. Um, oh, God, I just... I feel like I'm going to go out on, on a limb and just say players I have in my team who I want to haul. Well, that will help viewers. Yeah. Greenwood. Yeah. Martial is suspended. They have to put in a performance. Like, they just fucking have to. He has to play up front. Surely he'll get a goal or two against okay. Newcastle away. Werner. Home to Southampton. He has to do something. Like, if he doesn't score now, he has to be dropped. And, like, it just has to be written off as another Torres for Chelsea. Okay. And then Jimenez for Wolves. Away to Leeds. There's going to be goals in that game. He takes penalties. He's currently my captain. So, again, I'm hoping for a haul. These are punts. But, like, I still expect him to do something. Okay. You've just picked all your teams. <laughs> I just did. But Martial's suspended for what? A game? Two games? Whatever. Three. Final conduct. Yeah, so three games. So Greenwood should get a run there. And United okay. have to pick up. All right, we'll move on. Have You've picked to. your three. I've picked my three. We'll Surely judge at the end. Remember last season, like the best front three in the world. Like, come on. That took a long time to get going. That took until after lockdown. They Fine. That good just pretend it's lockdown. Just do whatever the fuck they were doing before. Okay. Next statement comes in from Mo FPL Problems. I bet Kirk's got 200 plus points this week. Kirk's Rolling not. eye emoji. I feel like that comment is like, I did shit. I bet Kirk got loads of points because he's a jammy fucker. I didn't. No, I think that, I think that's one half of it. I think it was two possibilities. So one was everybody did badly. Kirk's is a jammy fucker. I bet they did well. <laughs> or you didn't podcast last week. Kirk's blew his wild card and he didn't pod. And disappeared. And now he's back with his 200 points. But both are wrong. Yeah. No, I didn't. I got out of jail last week with Captain Salah, like completely out of jail. And the week before, I inverted commas, got out of jail with Richarlison scoring the goal. So he didn't score <laughs> to get goal. you up to 24 yeah. points. I mean, that could have been fucking disgraceful. Right. Next question comes in from a good old friend of the show. Probably our oldest friend. Not that he's been our friend for the longest time. He's quite old, though. Tom Moriarty. You must know the name. He sounds like the bad guy from uh, Sherlock. You say that every week. (laughs) Uh, What are your thoughts on Aston Villa looking tastier with a few new arrivals? No. Barkley and Watkins in particular. Still relegation fodder or the new Sheffield United? Relegation fodder still. This sounds really harsh. Kirk, Kirk, now, I want you to tell me what you think. But, like, take a breath. Think about our listeners. Like we're giving advice here, so putting your personal vendetta as a side. I don't have a personal vendetta. No answer. Right, last season, everybody heard me going on about Everton and how much I thought Everton were shit and they weren't going to do anything and whatever. This season, Everton have signed three players and I think they're the best team in the world and they're going to finish top four. Okay. Right, it's nothing to do with like I genuinely tried to look at this 
as who's playing and where they're going to finish. Villa finished fourth from bottom last season. 17th. Should have been relegated. And they've signed a championship player and a reject from Chelsea, a reject from Arsenal, right? They're not going to finish in the top 10, right? So where are they going to finish? They're going to finish. Now, the nine points is a huge boost. They're not probably not going to get relegated. But they're in those spots above relegation. Is that kind of sad that those nine points have kind of got rid of relegation for you? Well, 40 points to safety and they got nine. I, I, I'm not, Can I ask you, not why stupid. are Villa people the most optimistic, unrealistic, delusional I can only assume it's time. because they have, they're quite a big club, that they have a lot of supporters Yeah, that we just see, like, you know, there's a large amount of them, therefore a percentage of them have to be But some really respectable kind of Villa pundits, they got carried away last season, they're like, they just had got promoted through the playoffs. Yeah. Just about. And they're like, Fulham. oh, this is our time. We're going to come top 12. Not a hope. This season, it's like, we barely survived. We're going to come top eight. <laughs> yeah. That's like, my villa voice. Maybe they could. But like the thing is, people don't finish many places different to the last season. Yeah. Right. So you finish plus two, plus minus two positions on where you finished last season. Right. Yeah. So if they were to follow that kind of thing of normality, they would finish where they're second last. They might finish fourth last, whatever the hell that is, 16th. Um, no, yeah, 16, no. 15, 14. Compare them to who they have to play against. Or who they're, who's going to be around them, right? West Ham are playing out of their skin. They're one of the best teams in the league at the moment. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they are. Newcastle, Wilson, like he's a guaranteed goal scorer. Like they're going to be probably there or ahead of Villa. Like who's going to finish below them? Like there's two or three... Four teams, kind of, you're saying are definitely going to be strong. Fulham, United. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're one injury away from being back in a relegation fight. Okay. Um, now, before we move on from that question, uh, can you say to Tom, though, are any of them like value, though? FPL, yeah, definitely. Yeah. FPL value. So Watkins is about 5.8, 5.9. Barkley is 5.8, Grealish, 5.9. Grealish, Barkley. Grealish is about 7.1. Martinez. Martinez is in, like, he's a, he's a better keeper. 4.5. So save points. Even Tyrone like. Mings, 5.1. I'd buy a push with him now. Yeah. Like Wolves, you can get a couple of Wolves. If you I very much avoid, Villa. No, no, not avoid. FPL-wise, I, I probably might even jump on Watkins or... Or Barkley or Grealish, but just in terms of where I think they're going to finish in the league, that puts me off. Okay, we we'll move on to Alan Duggan, um, a good friend of the show. Uh, we gave him a lot of abuse on the fake pod, but we won't this week. Can't remember. <laughs> What's the prediction for defenders for the next five, six weeks? Still in the toilet or more clean sheets expected? Yeah. What do you think That's of the premiums question. like Robbo, Trent, Dina, Smato, and Chilwell? It's a great question because I think we touched off it earlier <clears throat> yeah. on. Yeah expect the defenders to get better like the, this six one seven two shit isn't going to continue they have to get better have to like i'm kind of looking at your man diaz for um city city I, he might add a bit of balance to that team the way pep likes to play with the right foot left footer but they have to get better like and defenders then become more of an option as as they get better yeah i like defender, i don't like though defenders are uh one of the best positions in the game if you can get the right price yeah, point price wise yeah um you know they offer so much but just so far this season it's been so crazy and uh we alluded to it earlier and you've said it in a different pod 
defending might be the last thing that teams start to get right. Yeah. Um, you know, they've missed out on all the preseason. They've missed out on all that defensive training and all the set piece training. But like, eventually, they're going to get it right. And even are there many? I don't know the answer to this. Do you think there's many players stay back and don't go on international duty? There's probably not at top teams. Like you refuse to go, like no, just they don't make it. Like you're probably not doing too. Oh, much. you're not doing your training. You're probably not doing too want. much good work. No, so you're always missing someone you want, aren't you? Okay, so like international breaks aren't going to help you catch up, basically. No. Even the the second string players from top teams are probably away in international. That's fair enough, but like if you're talking about for the next five six weeks, it's hard to know when the turn is. Like yeah. When when are teams going to get back to their normal? It's got to bottom out. Um, I think imagine like in ten weeks time we're still saying this. It's still fucking mental. <laughs> oh god, I hope. I we're think not. the likes of Pool and City are going to get a lot tighter. They have to. Uh, Klopp isn't going to put up. I see Maddox starting with conceding seven goals against Gomez was so bad, so bad. Pool didn't concede seven goals because of Adrian either. No, it was he was a fault for one. Yeah. Now he got the ball rolling. <laughs> he so, set the standards. Yeah, he gave Villa an easy goal. Um. He's, a, he's likely to give away a goal in the game, but not seven. Yeah, it depends. I think if you stick to Liverpool and Man City defenders or budget... I suppose it, it goes back to that. Where do you think that team's going to finish? And actually, Alan's question doesn't say premium or budget. So I think if you stick to budget defenders and if you stick to fixtures and form, I think the likes of like Kyle Walker-Peters are going to get you clean sheets against bottom half of the team. But they're games. also going to finish 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Which means they're going to lose games, which means they're going to concede goals. Yeah. I think Leeds are going to get you clean sheets against bottom of the half teams. Yeah. Whereas I the think, odd. The odd, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think Man City, Liverpool players are going to get you the most clean sheets out of everybody. Maybe. They comes are, out, they no, definitely. But it comes down to predictability. How do you find the Leeds clean sheet? Or how do you find yeah. the Southampton clean sheet? And you can't keep switching. No, no, so. I'm guessing. And the worst thing is you'll guess that it's for Hampton clean sheet and that's the game they'll concede four. And then the next game they'll play yeah. someone half decent and get a clean sheet and you're, you've missed it. So I think stick to Liverpool, stick to City. Uh, Lucas Dina, I'm officially breaking up with. <laughs> Your I've, fucking boy toy. We've had enough of them. I, I don't think Everton are going to no, On the fake sheets. pod, you made a really good point. We no. keep referring to good points on the fake pod. James is taking his free kick duty. He's taking a lot of them, yeah. And he's taking them well, like he's actually setting up goals with them. And so he's, Dina might be gone after three kicks. Yeah, because Dina doesn't really get many assists or goals from open play. He gets a lot of yellow cards. So now if part of his set pieces are taken, he's not worth it. Semedo, I think, is an unknown, an unknown quantity. He, did, he didn't play well um, the last game. Um, and we said this on the fake pod, but like you can't put any right wing back into the Wolves system and expect him to be a Doherty. It's a kind of... Yeah, it's it's a, a, it works both ways. You can't expect really, Doherty to go into the Spurs team and do well. You can't expect someone else to come into the Wolves team and be with Doherty. It's a real catch-22, and we laughed about it on the last pod, and it was like, the only person that can do what Doherty does is uh, Max Alonso on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's that absolute... Inverted Lack of fullback. care for defending, and they just get into the box at the number nine position. Yeah, Alonso's bad at it. Like, he's just a bad defender. Doherty, but him and Doherty are good finishers yeah, for defenders. If you're playing a five at the back and you had those two left and right, you actually you might, score a lot you, of goals. You might be onto something. You concede a lot of goals, yeah. but you'd score a lot of goals. 
Um, so to answer Alan's question, are defenders still in the toilet? I think no. I think we'll get more clean sheets. It's just so hard to know when is that when is that point of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, yeah. Arsenal. When when's that point when you can just say yes, they're the teams to rely on? I think even having two weeks of an international break and even though the managers don't have the players they're going to work with, can, they can be working on things and they can be kind of yeah. identifying things. Hopefully. We might be back in the <laughs> eight-game week pod where we have like, we've got the stats for the eight-game weeks. Yeah. We might be gone. XG is off the charts. Yeah. I think clean sheets have to catch up with what has happened so far. Maybe it will never normalise just because of the season that's in it. That would be very odd. No? Hope not. It would be very hard for us. Yeah. Next question comes in from the best friend of the pod, Luke Farrell. What phase are we in? Build a bank, <laughs> punting, still sticking to the plan. Look, Luke, it's all over the shop. It's, 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 <laughs> it's out the window. I'm. Um... Is Luke slagging us or is he just very literal? No, I think he's... Does he just stick to everything we say? Uh, I don't know. It's difficult. I'm back to building my bank, so I blew my bank on the wild card. Absolutely made a balls of it, and I've got Brewster back in, a couple of million in the bank, and I'm kind of like keeping that flexibility again. But oh, it's difficult to know. Like, are people still bringing in Carvaloon and yeah, all these guys? It's just so hard. I did. <laughs> no, like you're losing money on these people now. It's just it's hard. Like I've lost millions on players. Millions points over pounds in the long run, you need the money to get the players. You don't points over pounds. Like I've, Bamford and BCL are gone for me now. I've been in many a season where at the end of the season, I'm in the top 10k. I my team value is like 102.8. The guys ahead of me have like a team value of 107, and you can still get there. The guys ahead of you, yeah, key key information, they're ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, so that is a fair point as well. No, like it's it's a balance, isn't it? Because like the players I don't have at the moment are just rocketing in price. Yeah, the players I'm taking a punt on, like Werner has dropped 0.2 million and it's killing me. Like Luke, I can't, I can't get the variety from him now. Look, I don't build bank. Kirk's is all about building bank, so you can take what you want from that. I think you should be in a mix of sticking to the plan and punting. So. <laughs> mainly sticking to the plan have your core group of players that you're keeping the faith with but you should also be punting on certain people uh i would say stick to the plan and be looking at having a bit of money in the bank so that you can make changes easily so that you're not relying on hits, hits okay. the fucking and luke has also got another question which we're going to slap down very quickly can you please record your pods a little earlier in the week so i can avoid the price increases thanks <laughs> Price increases are fucking mental at the moment. I like maybe it's just because it's the start of the season, but out of control. Kirk, we record or Luke, we recorded this last Thursday, and now it's coming out the following Tuesday, and we didn't record a pod the week before that. We're not the pod to keep <laughs> up to date with price changes. We might not be back. <laughs> we do what we want, but uh, we do appreciate your input, and you are making us feel like we're a little bit inadequate as a pod. Yeah, calling us out on our own shit. Yeah. Little Luke. Little Luke Farrell. We seven foot tall. All right. Next question comes in from good friend of the lads. Not necessarily the show. James O'Rourke. 
Thoughts on Bale? Looking I think for, that's a good question. Looking, it's a very gym yeah. question. Looking forward to seeing what he can do. Like I think we said earlier on, last couple of years when he was playing, he's borderline world class. Like in that in that bracket, hopefully he still has a bit to to uh, to give. So you very much wait and see. Just make sure. Wait for the first game. Yeah, he make, make sure he's it up. Yeah, make sure he's fit and like he, he still has it. But like he's a quality player. Taking off your uh, FPL pundits hat and being realistic. Do you think he has anything to offer to Premier League? Do you think he could get back to 80% of what he was? Oh, it's hard to know. Yeah, like that's he, what I'm asking you, He is 31. Like, he could literally just... Yeah, Ronaldo's like 34 or 35. Though. He's playing in the Italian League, though, so fuck him. Um, <laughs> Bale's going back to the Premiership. He's 31. He was borderline world-class at one point. He could rip it up. He could be over the hill. Okay. That's, watch that's a few, as much as watch, watch a few games and see. And any worries that his manager is Jose Mourinho? Yes. What are they? Jose Mourinho. Okay. <laughs> uh, you? Jim, I can't elaborate on Kirk's opinion anymore. No, that's fair enough. Do you agree? Um, Bale's nine and a half million. I can't get my head around that Son is nine million. I'll never go for Bale ahead of Son unless I see really kind of obvious proof otherwise. Yeah. So, like, does Jim own Son? If Jim doesn't own Son... Oh, but Jim's team is made of United and Jose players only, so... Yeah. If Jim's team owns Son, then happy days. Keep Son until Bale kind of really kind of shows you that he is a lot better than Son. Maybe you won't pass the ball to Son and just keep smashing him in from 30 yards. Move <laughs> on to the next question. Comes from Colin Ryan, good friend of the show. Best replacement for Werner. He has... Dominant Calvert-Lewin and Jimenez. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember this from last week. <laughs> Sorry, we did this pod last Thursday. And we answered all these questions. And yeah. I half remember what I said. Brewster. <laughs> um, you've Build got, your bank. You've got two starting forwards go down to something that you can bench. Uh, Bamford, Brewster, or even fucking, what's that Chris Pass lad who's injured who's never going to play again? Wickham. Wickham. You would never go to Wickham if you could get Brewster. Well, if Same he's four point four, just bench him forever. Yeah, because there's so much about the bank. You need money. You need money. Uh, I go Kane if you can get the million up to Kane. Jeez, it's a complete opposite answer. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like we've got a just I've half wildcarded to get in these Spurs boys. Um, like Dominic Calvert Lewin and Jimenez are great. Like Danny Ings is great, but like, are you gonna go down to him now? What are his fixtures like for the next four or five? Hampton are just unreliable. He's been Chelsea, Everton, Villa, Newcastle. He is, is fixture proof though. He is, but he's is he fixture proof as in he might get a goal? Yeah. Every every game. Every game. Every game. Those four games, he might get three goals. Yeah. Which is probably fine. Yeah. Great now. That, that's actually perfectly reasonable. I, I try and go to Harry Kane. You're playing West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, West Brom. West Ham, Brighton, two best teams in the league at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually keep Werner for the Southampton. I'm keeping I'm keeping Werner as well. I just I'm all in. I've lost 0.2 million. Just he has to fucking score. Um, FPL Rossi, another good friend of the show, possibly on wildcard. Is Martinez a better keeper option than McCarthy or Ryan? <laughs> Are there any other options worth considering? For me, no. No. Um. I was on McCarthy around for my wild card. Uh, Martinez wasn't an option at the time. I wish I went with McCarthy, obviously. Um, Brighton looked a better better team. 
but Martinez is now pretty much equal with them too in terms of an option. Yeah, I think Villa look reasonably solid defensive wise. We didn't have the option of Martinez at the start. I've actually wild carded out the Leeds goalie Messelier for Martinez. And looking at the fixtures, I I could reverse it, but I'm not sure if I should have because like Leeds play Wolves, Villa, Leicester, Palace in the next four. Arsenal, who Martinez doesn't play anymore. So it's Villa play Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, and Arsenal. I think the Leeds fixtures might be nicer. I would. It's a coin flip for me. I mean, like Leeds could beat Wolves, Villa. Yeah. A decent game against Leicester. And I expect them to have a good game against Palace as well. Like a nil all or one nil. I think the key to the four point five goalie is that that's you it. Stick. You, you stick. stick. You don't have a sub goalie, and you just suck it up. You're going to get clean sheets. You just got. You can't flip. Yeah. You can't go. Oh, Leeds are going to get a clean sheet against Wolves, and then they're going to flip to the Brighton goalkeeper yeah. for West Brom. Then they're going to flip to the Villa keeper for Southampton. Because Rossi, you'll miss every. Yeah, time. like Brighton are playing Palace, West Brom, <laughs> Burnley, and Villa in the next four. That's also very good. Um, to be honest, a lot of people started the season with uh, the West Brom double, so Sam Johnson and Button. Mm. West Brom are terrible. They're not going to keep any clean sheets. No matter who that. they're playing, get off that. <laughs> uh, Fulham. I don't think anyone had Jermaine Rodak or Ariola. Get off that. But I couldn't put anyone off uh, Any of the, four and the half. Villa guy, yeah. the Brighton guy, the Leeds guy. So it's anyone else, or McCarthy. Yeah. McCarthy will play Chelsea, which isn't great, but then you get Everton, Villa, Newcastle, Wolves. I think yeah. they're all a much of a muchness. They are. You pick one and stick with it. I think if you try to flip, you're going to get... Do you have a over. personal preference? Go for it. If you don't... We can't help you. I don't know. Um, the next question, and it's nearly the last question, Kirks, comes in from Mo FPL, Mo Problems, Mossy. Why do so many people feel that the best antidote to two disastrous weeks of transfers is to make as many transfers <laughs> as possible this week? You know, while they're on a hot streak with the eye roll emoji. It's a great question. It is. Um, I think it's because it's so random. The start of the season has been so random. People are chasing around after things. I don't know. The people are doing the best are the people who have just taken the, the most random of punts and it's worked out and they're top of the league. I don't know how you could chase it though. Like if you chase after Grealish now, for example, or if you chase after Wilson or any of these guys who've gotten points out of fixtures you weren't expecting them to, I don't know how you could expect them to get points in the next one. Yeah. But, should you be basing your decisions on what many other idiots do, though? Like, we were saying this last week on the fake pod. The vast majority of FPL players are idiots. Like, no, there's <laughs> we, no... I think we said five million. <laughs> yeah, there's no... No, but there's... I don't mean this in a bad way. There's no two other ways about it. Like, most players... Are they, reactive. They play the game casually. They are reactive. They have the laugh. They do what they want. It's like... I'm going to get in the guy that scored 30 points last week every week. It's not the right thing to do, but it's the only reason that uh, diligent or kind of dedicated players like us and Mossy can do well Yeah, is that we exploit there that. Is, there is a turn and you have the players before they do. Yeah, and the vast majority of players are casual and that's why we you should can... be able to get into the top 100k, top 500k. <laughs> should be. Doesn't always happen. Not going to happen this year. I know it will happen this year. But uh, 
this brings me on to another thing that we said last week. Uh, a big bugbear of mine in the FPL community is really average FPL players. It's not even good people, kind of people who are on Twitter who autom- who who automatically think that they're good at FPL. Go, oh yeah, but we'll the casuals will do this. We'll get ahead of the casuals, or it's like ha ha ha. The casuals are doing this. Like the casuals are heroes. <laughs> The FPL community. If, if you can get all those points with a five-minute decision and transfer, exactly, if you fucking win, don't you? Like, if you're a casual, if you don't spend half your week putting together a podcast, if you don't write columns, <laughs> if you don't spend hours in a WhatsApp group with your friends, if you don't spend days on you Twitter asking opinions, definitely overthink it, can't you? Like, exactly. Like if you Wilson were... scores penalties and scores goals. I'm gonna bring in Wilson. That's that's a solid move. Like, yeah. you overthink it. Oh, they're Newcastle. Oh, like, you know, they were shit last season. Steve Bruce is a crap manager. Like, they're lucky so far. Yeah. You don't bring him in. And he continues to do it. Like, I don't know. Fair play to the guy who just made the fucking snap I decision. Think casuals are the heroes of the community. You know, while we're spending... <laughs> all seven million of them. <laughs> while we're here spending all our time doing FPL content, they're, like, earning overtime in their actual jobs. Making real money. They're on Tinder getting dates. (laughs) They're they're doing all sorts of... uh, Real life shit. And we're here. We're here looking at it. Mo FPL, Mo problems. It is a good guy. So I'll leave it there, Kirk, I think, for tonight. Anything you want to add between tonight and our fake pod? I'm really happy that we decided to bin the fake pod. Oh, this is much better than the fake pod. And give our listeners... A fair reflection. You, you of what should we're add about. like a small snip of the fake pod just to show people what they're not missing. Yeah, we've done ourselves just maybe the Maltesers bit or something, or the bit where we sing about the cats. Yeah, yeah just maybe leave that one out. Yeah, we leave it out. <laughs> so is that it? I'll leave it there. We're done. Cool. So thanks to everyone for listening, and um, as always, we do appreciate it. We are the FPL Renegades. It's the at Renegades FPL podcast. Please do tell your friends, tell your family, tell your teacher, tell your... Oh, wait, this is where we were last week. <laughs> tell your wife. Yeah. <laughs> tell your husband, hide your kids, hide your wife. That's how we got the cats last week. We do rely on people spreading the word. And uh, most of our feedback, Kirk's, comes in private messages. Yeah, stop. people are embarrassed about it. Stop sending private messages. <laughs> Send public messages. <laughs> Give us five we star could ratings. We the next Anton Deck. Give us five star ratings on Bebo. That's all we're looking Bebo, for. Bebo, yeah. Just, just like if you're going to send a message instead of sending it to Andy, just, just put it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't even read Twitter, but I, I acknowledge the fact that it helps. <laughs> yeah, it'll spread the word. And like, we do this for us. I think last week's fake pod uh, highlights that more than anything. Like, we will kind of meet up, have a few beers, chat about football. We'll have a great time. We prefer to record it and publish it, but if it turns out shit, we won't. <laughs> I, still, but, I still think you need to tell people how shit that was. But the more people that listen to it, the more likely we're going to do it and the more uh, fun we'll have doing it. So look, think, we're going to leave it there. I feel like one of the quotes should be, what was it? Villa are a team of rejects. <laughs> <laughs> they can't finish any higher than the teams they got the rejects from. Like this, that's the level of quality. So we are leaving it there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good luck and good night.